Welcome to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats, the show for fishermen by fishermen. Today's show is brought to you by Enigma Fishing, cast, catch, repeat. Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. Phoenix Boats, experience the difference. And by the Bass Anglers Sportsman Society. Now here's lifetime BASS member Tom Abraham. Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the BassPro.com Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Carhartt Bassmaster College Series presented by Bass Pro Shops and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. The Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior Bassmaster Championship, a high school national championship, the college national championship, and the college bracket leading to the Bassmaster Classic. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are, and for more information on how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. The best way to communicate with the show, to post your pictures or tell us your stories or just comment on the show, is to visit our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash BASS or on Twitter at Bassmaster and use the hashtag BassRadio. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just hit the watch button at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. And now we've added a new element to Bassmaster Radio, and that's our video feed that you can find at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio, or go to Bassmaster.com and click on the watch tab and then click on Bassmaster Radio. We encourage you as well to like and subscribe to our YouTube page at Largemouth Marketing. That's YouTube Largemouth Marketing. That's the production outfit for Bassmaster Radio. The elites are at Neely Henry for the What a Burger Bassmaster Elite this weekend. Day one was postponed due to the high water after heavy storms moved through Alabama this past week. So this becomes a wraparound weekend for the boys. We'll have complete coverage and our winner on next week's show. In the meantime, Joey Nania broke through for a very popular win at the BassPro.com Bassmaster Central Open at Pickwick last weekend. I got to see Joey up close and personal on day one from the back of Dale Hightower's boat as we fished the Coger Island area of the lake. Joey is coming up in our wrap a winner circle later on. Casey Shedd is the third generation president of AFCO, and he's coming up today in the sponsor spotlight segment of the show. And in the lead off, Tennessee Bass Conservation Director Jake Davis will join us with info about a tournament that's coming up on Kentucky Lake to help restore the Florida strain bass population there. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host. Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Let's get things started today. There's a special event going on to benefit Kentucky Lake. And uh, joining us, good friend, you've heard him on the show many times in the past, Captain Jake Davis. He is the conservation director for bass in the state of Tennessee. He is also the number two guy for high school fishing in the state of Tennessee with the Bass Nation. He's a great guy. I've spent uh, many uh, many a day on the water with him back in the day. And uh, he is Captain Jake Davis and joins us now. Jake, welcome back. How are you? 
Hey, I'm glad to be back, and uh, we're doing doing great now that the storms are gone out of Tennessee, and yeah. we're going to get back to fishing tomorrow. Okay, get back to so. fishing, and uh, let's just talk a little bit about an event that is coming up that you are involved in out at uh, Benton County, the Benton County Bass Revival, um, and it, this is going to be held uh, on Kentucky Lake in June, June 5th. Um, talk about June, the tur- yep. yeah. Talk about the uh, uh, the purpose of this tournament, the tournament, the motivation for this tournament, what we're trying to get done. Oh, the motivation for the tournament is you know everybody knows that Kentucky Lake has had some really really bad year classes of uh, recruitment for bass, yeah, largemouth bass in particular. So what we've done over the last couple years is there's a group of individuals in group of counties, Benton County, Henry. Um, they're all right there on Tennessee River. They have approached TWRA and they got permission to do some restocking and you know to help the genetics in the lake uh, to bring it back to where it was you know in its glory years and hopefully hopefully we'll get there. Um, and this is to supplement what the TWRA is already doing. You know, TWRA Tom has planted about roughly nine hundred thousand plus. Florida strain in Kentucky Lake to help it. Um, and the communities and some local anglers had said, Hey, we can help with this. Um, let's raise some money and we'll give you some, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll buy some extra fry from, uh, an independent group out of, uh, South Alabama. I believe they are, Right. but we're going to help fund that. And hopefully we're going to raise some money on it. You know, the great part about it, and I'll tell you, the communities in Benton County has just gone overboard with this. Um, I, I, should, I shouldn't say overboard. They have stepped to the plate dramatically. Um, their TRRD board, or Tennessee Resort uh, Board, River Resort Board, they have stepped to the plate and guaranteed $22,000 in payouts. Um, and i tell you how important this is, even, you know, Coach Mason from Bethel University is got off was authorized to give up a twenty thousand dollars scholarship for the, co- the best finishing college or wow. high school team, I should say, to go to school at Bethel University. That's five thousand dollars a year. Um, you know, and, and we've got a really good payout guaranteed to fifteenth place. First place is five thousand dollars, and it steps down. You know, thirteenth and fourteenth are two fifty. 15th place is $1,000. We just threw that in there. We've got special programs for the high school, like you just heard. Anybody has a high school angler in their boat uh, that's graduating this year, they can earn a scholarship to go to Bethel. Uh, the top finishing college team, now it has to be both team members. They don't have to you know, be from the same school, but they, uh, they both have to be college anglers. They, that's an extra $1,000 to them. Right, and the second place college team is is five hundred. Big smallmouth is five hundred. There's just going to be a lot of things, and you know, Miss Susan Knowles, the tourism director over there uh, in Benton County, she is working on. Uh, we're going to have a food truck competition that day, so there's going to be food there at the tournament. Uh, a lot of festivities to raise money to restock and help out the TWRA with Kentucky Lake and Florida Stream Bass. So, you know, and the best place people can follow along is it's on Facebook. It's the, if you just type in Benton County Bass Revival, or they can give me a call 
at uh, area code 615-613-2382. And I know, you know, if, if they look at your Facebook page, I think you've already shared this flyer. Yeah. You know, with Bassmaster Radio and all that good stuff that you do for, you do some great work for us, and we really appreciate the boost here. But, I mean, there's some big names and big-name companies involved in this. I mean, if you look at, uh, if they see the fire, they're going to see Strike King. They're going to see uh, Lose, CNO, all the companies, Vicious, Fishing Line, SRM. I can't say enough about, you know, Mike Collinshed up there at SRM. They have really, really, really helped out with us. But, you know, we're guaranteed to pay out in all the money that's raised, all the entry fees, all the donations we get will go towards stocking uh, and restocking that area of Kentucky Lake Yeah, and, um, and getting it back up to par. And it's going to take some time. You know, this isn't something that just happens overnight. Right. So, and, and hopefully a little bit of extra boost to CWRA guys and uh, – we can we can get the lake back to where it was here within you know a very short time. What is the entry fee for the tournament? Do you know? The entry fee is two hundred dollars, and uh, they can do it. They can either print out the online form, or they can go out to the high school. You know, the high school kids fish over there all the time, and, and we have stepped to the plate to help this out. We're going to have the big trailer there, but they can go to the high school site. Um, S, you know, South Central Tennessee Bass Nation dot com. It's just SCTN Bass Nation dot com. And there's an online way they can register there uh, and pay with a credit card if they want or a bank card, however. But, uh, you know, we've made it easy for people to register. You know, we just want to get the word out and get everybody to come out, whether you want to fish or not. We're taking donations. We've, you know, the food trucks are going to help everybody that is going to be there that day. Uh, at Eva Beach in Benton County is, is about is halfway help down the get, lake. Get about, more fish. about midpoint of the lake, so it's not uh, you know a lot of things yep, about a about Paris midpoint. landing. About midpoint, yeah. So and it's easy to get to. It's you know you go out from Nashville, you go out I forty towards uh, Memphis, cross the river. You take six forty one north, about ten miles, and you're right there in Camden. Yeah, right where you need to be. Yeah, $5,000 guaranteed first place, uh, paying all the way down to 14th place, $250 and then 15th place, which would be my goal, uh, $1,000, you know, because I'm I'm more apt to come at 15th, I think, than than first in this deal. That's for sure. It's the Benton County Bass Revival. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing about this, Tom, we're going to keep it a three fish tournament. Um, And we're actually going to have a cut line board at the launch ramp and on the beach. It says when we get the first 20 boats weighed in. Yeah. Okay. We're going to put out there, hey, 20th place, 20th boat right now is sitting at three fish for 10.75. Right. That's your cut line. If you got anything less than that, take them back out to the river. Don't put them in the weigh bags. Don't drag them up here. Take them back out to the river and let them go. It's not like it's a points deal. You know so, what I mean? It's an opportunity to get out here and win some yeah, money. But more importantly, an opportunity to help get Kentucky Lake back to uh, you know what the Great Lake that it has been. And some of this is cyclical, but there mm-hmm. have been issues. Obviously, the carp, the silver carp issue has been an issue. The grass has gone to, to in certain places, but coming yeah. back, but coming back from what I understand in a lot of places. So, um, you know, this is a great opportunity to, to do a, a, a great deal of stocking with those Florida strain bass, which will really help the lake. Well, you know, and the, the kids from the high school teams, the Tennessee Bass Nation kids went over and they, and they put a lot of stake beds in. Uh, in the areas where we're going to do the stocking at. 
so they got some cover and they'll survive a little better. Uh, hopefully, we've we've upped that survival rate a little bit by putting all the stakes in over there this past winter. Because I know you and I talked about earlier. We put uh, I think it was about fifteen thousand stakes. You know, made all kinds of stake beds over there right. for the fry to hide in and survive. Yeah. So, so I got to do is go check it out. Look online. It's the Benton County Bass Revival. You'll be able to find it. Strike King is the uh, title sponsor of the event. Great sponsors uh, throughout the event. Uh, and, and Captain Jake Davis is one of the tournament directors. And, and if I know Jake, will be running around like crazy, making sure that this thing goes very, very smooth. <laughs> very experienced <laughs> tournament director, Jake Davis. Jake, I appreciate you so much as always. Let's get together and go fishing. Hey, thanks, Tom, for the good work. And, uh, yeah, give me a holler, and we'll, we'll we'll hit the lake out here shortly. We've been hammering some good ones on Tim's Ford, So oh, There you go. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Jake Davis uh, joining us there. All right, um, coming up next, uh, let me tell you something. AFCO uh, has, has really become very, very involved in Bass uh, as a sponsor. And coming up, we got the president of AFCO coming on right after this. I'm Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio, on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And yeah, welcome back, Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio. And now, I got to tell you, about uh, maybe two months ago or so, I got my little care package from Bass, and they, they sent me the gear that you know you, you wear when you're representing Bass out at uh, events, or if uh, or if I'm on Bassmaster Live, or something along those lines. And I got this beautiful new AFCO gear with the Bassmaster logo on it, performance shirts, both long sleeve, short sleeve, and they're just. They're just gorgeous. I mean, just absolutely great stuff, and I've been wearing it to a lot of different events, and uh, it's really, really cool. And so I thought for our sponsor spotlight, we have not talked to anybody from AFCO uh, up until this point. Casey Shedd is the president of AFCO, and AFCO is a family-run business. We're talking Casey's third generation now, and they have a fascinating history, and he joins us now for a few minutes in our sponsor spotlight. Casey, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's uh yeah, appreciate the opportunity to, to to kind of share a little bit about Asco. I got to tell you, man, when my when my stuff came from Bass, I was pretty excited. They they sent me an Afco hat, and then they sent me all the uh, you know the different shirts, the performance shirts, and and it's amazing because I've been a lifetime member of BASS since 1981, and and you guys kind of burst on the freshwater scene just a few years ago. But this company has an incredible history going all the way back to the 50s. Yeah, you know, it's a 60-plus-year-old uh, family-owned business, and we don't do anything but make fishing apparel, right? That's our business. And so every, everything that we ship and build is, is functionally built to, to help you spend more time on the water. But, um, no, it's, it's you know, I, I work here today with my dad as our chairman who's still actively involved in the business, my brother, my sister. It's, a, it's very much a, a family-run and operated business. And, and, you know, business like that are just, they're just run different. You just, when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're thinking for the long term, Right, I want to build a business that's there for my kids and their kids and their kids. And so just the decisions you make around quality and, and execution and product is, is you just think about it in a, a much more uh, really long-term thought process than you would otherwise. You know, and it's really cool because I, I worked in a family business with my dad for years. And now my sons, two of my sons are working with me. Largemouth Marketing is, a, is the production company that does Bassmaster Radio. And um, it, it's a, it really is a blessing is a great word. It's really, really cool. Sometimes it can get a 
little dicey because of the nature of the relationship, yeah. Yeah. fathers and sons. But you also I'm have your sure brother can. involved and everything else. And uh, but it's neat. I know as a father, for me, it's neat to kind of step back and watch my boys, you know, kind of take the ball and run with it and take it to the next level. Things I never thought of, and that's what you know. You guys have done some of that as well with Afco. You know, and that's that. I hear my dad say that so much, and you know, I'm sure I'll get there. Where you know, it's fun. It's fun when you succeed in life, and I've got two little ones now at home. It's a heck of a lot more fun when they succeed, uh-huh. you know, to watch your, watch your kids do something and to see them grow up and learn. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's when, when you can, when you can make it work and you can have those two things together, it really just makes life so much more enjoyable. And it's kind of cool. You know, the original AFCO name, it was, uh, JC Axelson who, uh, but the Axelson fishing tackle company, when he made these roller guides, you know, for anybody that's ever been deep sea fishing and heavy duty rods and reels, tuna fishing and those roller guides, that's kind of where it all started right with that and uh you know and then and and then it kind of it takes off there's these parallel things your grandfather uh milt shed was he was one of the founders of SeaWorld, for goodness sake and uh you know and and it kind of worked their way eventually into you know uh, um outerwear and products fishing clothing um which nobody had ever thought of specialty clothing for fishermen yeah, you know, like so many of us, both those guys, both J.C. Axelson and my grandfather were addicts, right? They just loved to fish. And so, so J.C. Axelson uh, had a big thousand-person machine shop in Inland, California, and was building the roller guides in the basement of his, of his, of his home down on Lido Island in Newport. Um, and he, when he passed away, he sold that business to my grandfather, who really, you know, bought the business as, frankly, as an excuse to fish more. Yeah. Um, he, had, he had built a big boat along with SeaWorld and helped collect species for that, and now, now he can spend more time on the water. Um, and then my dad came on board, you know, just to kind of was going to be initially part time. Um, and then it, you know, it, it turned into you know, him building out all these different categories in the tackle and ultimately in the late eighties, getting into clothing. And then now today what we do, you know, we're primarily, a, a sportswear business. Yeah. And the sportswear is outstanding, uh, sportswear as well. And, and, and you guys get into the fresh water end of things just a few years ago, right? What was it? 2018 or so that you decided to launch into the freshwater uh, gear, and it's amazing how much of a foothold you have gained in that short period of time. Yeah, it all starts with good people, and so we had um, we had a, a contract to make Guy Harvey was a, a real popular and a wonderful human, a real popular marine artist, and we were making all of his apparel. And at the time that we were getting out of that, or we were both kind of parting ways, we had all this staff and expertise and talent built up. So we were kind of saying, you know, what, what, we don't want to lay one off. So what can we do? So we just took those resources and put them into freshwater, brought on board um, really as a marketing consultant, uh, a guy by the name of Mike Bowser, who kind of helped guide us into that market and, you know, relied on our 25 independent sales reps, the staff internally. And um, it, it's all come together, you know, pretty quickly. And it's been really fun. Um, and, you know, it's, it's now, you know, the, the bass fishing market is the, is the, uh, the fastest growing part of our business and is, you know, probably in five years will be the most meaningful part of the business. AFCO is kind of a, it's kind of a lifestyle brand though, too, isn't it? I mean, it's just one of those deals where, um, you know, I know whether it's my sons or, or, or son-in-laws or whatever, you know, they rock that AFCO gear. It becomes a lifestyle type stuff. I see it when I'm down in Florida, at, you know, in Sanibel Island or places like that. And you're going into these different shops and you see all this AFCO gear and people who aren't even fishermen are wearing 100%. A- AFCO gear. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny to watch that. And it happens in so many other categories too, where you, you build the, the right gear, technical, tech, technical, functional gear, and it just finds its way out into the public. Uh, but you know, everything we build, the, the, the M01 shorts, are real popular short down in the Southeast and college kids all over the, 
the country are wearing them. But you know that that those shorts have a built-in plier pocket, and they're made out of uh, got 27 bar tacks, and you know it's life it's lifestyle gear. But those things are those things are built to last, and they're built for fishing. But it has been certainly been funny to kind of watch that progression. So this past year, you guys got very involved with the uh, Bassmaster Tournament Trail. You are sponsors of, uh, of many of the Elite Series events, including the opening uh, event of this year was the AFCO uh, Bassmaster Elite at the uh, St. John's River. You're involved in all the different levels as well. Now, some people might say, wait a minute. AFCO is a sponsor of the Carhartt Bassmaster College Series. <laughs> How can that be? Aren't, aren't they competitors? But it's a, it's really kind of a, a, a different kind of brand, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, gosh, that first event to watch Brian New win it was just such a compelling story and such a fun story. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, it's so um, – it, the, the, the anglers are, are such amazing ambassadors for the brand and not just wearing the product, not just um, – but, you know, they, I think they so many of them truly understand the – conservation side of it yeah. right so like a, a mark menendez who's um just so deeply involved in that we give away 10 percent of our profits every year to different conservation issues and to have have the, the the pro guys out there as a voice for the efforts is uh so impactful um gene gilliland who does such a great job with conservation director for bass uh as well um you had told me before that Bass's involvement in conservation, and this goes all the way back. Like I said, I've been a member since 1981, and it was always about conservation. Ray Scott was the one that started catch and release, you know, which is something that is so common to all of us now. They didn't realize that it wasn't like that before 1967, and then when Ray Scott started that in the early 70s. Um, but you said that Bass's involvement in conservation was something that was a driving force for you guys to get involved with Bass specifically? Yeah, it was the primary force. Hmm. Uh, frankly, just the, the, the on the ground boots that, that bass has through the bass nation. And, you know, you go to the classic, for example, and all of the volunteers that show up behind the scenes that are working with Gene and other folks on just the fish care piece, you know, just, just to ensure that the fish that, uh, leave the live well and get brought up to the stage are taken care of and then ultimately released back into the water. Um, you know, there's just, there's just so much effort and energy and time and, and frankly, passion that goes into that, that, um, you know, so we've got a program with bass where this year we'll give about away about $20,000 in grants to different bass station clubs to support habitat restoration or lake cleanups or different efforts. We, you know, we build a, a bass release bus that we will take to a few bass events, but mostly, uh, along with Yamaha, who's really helped partner with, with us on that. We'll, we'll take it all over the country for different events. And, but no, definitely it was the, obviously bass is a big platform and, and, um, uh, but, but way more than that, the, the, the the true commitment and passion for conservation is something that just uh, really attracted us. When you guys talk about 10% of all the sales, just put a number, a, a ballpark number on that for our listeners. What kind of money are we talking well, about so that you guys don't? So I, it, it's 10% of profits. So it generally it's um, it's at least 10% of our profits. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, generally around $500,000 uh, a, a year that go to <laughs> things. Yep. That go to things like um, uh, supporting the hatchery effort here in California a uh, legislative effort to remove things like gill nets. Um, you know, it's everything, it, it, uh, you know, a, a, a fish tagging program up in, uh, for walleye up north, um, a lot of tagging work on offshore species just to understand them and their movements. Um, you know, the CCA is a, a partner of ours for coastal states, and they do a tremendous amount of work on, you know, building off- offshore artificial reefs, and um, so we're a large supporter of them. But just a, a, a wide range of things. In the last few years, we've been trying to figure out, you know, more ways to get involved on the 
on the bass side. And we've got this thing called a bank bag program where we, yeah. at a number of tournaments, we'll give out, you know, bags and, and people that bring it back full of trash, you give them a $25 voucher to the side. And, uh, but no, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a meaningful commitment and it drives so many of our decisions. Um, understanding that, you know, that w- we all get to enjoy this sport, uh, and, and this hobby, um, um, you know, it's, it's provides so much happiness, frankly, that we have an obligation to find ways to give back. And it so is, that's been in place every year since 1973. And it will be, you know, it be in place every year that, that we're still involved in the business. Casey Shedd, president of AFCO, has been our guest. And uh, Casey, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate what you guys are doing for the business. And, uh, and just keep growing it, man. It's a great, great company. And, uh, and I can attest it's a fantastic product uh, as well. Casey Shedd. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Man, I'll tell you what, too. You look at their guys. You look at the AFCO staff uh, with Bass. You're talking about Gerald Swindle, Scott Martin, Jason Christie, uh, Hank Cherry, the reigning uh, classic champion. I mean, the list goes on and on. They've got an incredible staff that they've put together, a pro staff. Everybody's wearing a good AFCO gear. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back. And Joey Nania joins us next, coming off his win at Pickwick, right here on Phoenix Boats, Bass Master Radio. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And yeah, welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now time for the Rapala Winner's Circle. And I'll tell you what, this is a really, really popular win. Um, Joey Nania has been fishing all sorts of bass events, going all the way back to his days as a high school, college youth uh, angler, all of those types of things back in the day. Now 11 years on the Opens, and now he gets the victory. Uh, and it was a great victory as well at, uh, at Pickwick Lake. And he joins us to talk about his win. Joey, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Glad to be on here for sure. Um, big fan of your show, by the way, that you and Miles do the Sweetwater uh, show. It's it, it the the photography on that show is absolutely spectacular, and uh, it looks like you guys genuinely like each other and have a lot of fun shooting that thing. Yeah, Sweetwater's been a blast. We've been doing it now for seven years, and we've got so we've got like seventy episodes, and uh, they're all you can watch all of them on WaypointTV.com is the best way to see them, and then they also air on the Sportsman Channel. But Waypoint's the best way to see all the episodes. And then uh, that's just been a wonderful opportunity. And Miles and I, right away, we hit it off. We'd already known each other uh, from fishing, you know, back in the day. And, and so when we got the offer to host the show together, we were like, heck, yeah, that'll be perfect. And we've genu- we're, you know, as close as friends can be that didn't grow up with each other. We're best friends. So it's pretty cool. He was super excited about the win at Pickwick and just gave me so much love and support. He actually cried on the phone and had to pull over, which is pretty cool. He probably didn't want me telling that, but <laughs> it was just, it was such an amazing win. And he knows how many years I've put into fishing the opens. And, and uh, so it was just such a blessing to finally get a win. And the funny thing about winning at Pickwick is I never even really thought about winning the whole time I was fishing. And even on the final day, it never clicked with me that I actually had a shot at winning the tournament. I just figured one of those guys that were in the, you know, I was in third going into the final day and I was in third after day one and it just I was just going fishing and having fun and that's been my goal the last six open events I fished is to leave the water having fun you know with a positive attitude and knowing that I had fun and and you know it's just worked out really good for me I've ended up getting five checks out of six tournaments and three top tens and then got this win so 
it's been a really great stretch for sure. It absolutely has been a great stretch. I was going to mention that. Of course, Neely Henry, uh, you were sixth there last year, and that's a lake that you know very well as you guide on the uh, Coosa River. Of course, the elites are there this week, so I know you've been kind of steering clear of it uh, for those guys. But, you know, we had those storms that came through early in the week, brought the water up uh, significantly on the Coosa. And I- I'm glad that Neely Henry is getting that exposure um, with the elites. I hadn't been there before, but it's going to be, you know, it, it, by the time folks are listening to this, it's pretty much in the middle of the tournament. But a really interesting event, especially with Gunnersville looming in a couple of weeks. Yeah, this is going to be a crazy one. You know, the water's probably, I would say it's for sure flooded up in the upper end of the lake. And uh, the water's actually flooded. I'm actually sitting out of my on my boat at Logan Martin right now. And the water's flooded at Logan Martin, too. It came up about two feet overnight. So that was a serious rain we got. But that brings a lot of opportunities to catch spotted bass in the current. And then, it, you know, it keeps the largemouth shallow. And Neely Henry's normally a shallow fishing lake anyway. So there should be some good fish caught. But they're going to have to adjust every day because it's going to be completely different than what they saw in practice. And whoever figures that out is going to, going to take it home for sure. All right, so you mentioned that you're not thinking necessarily about the win, um, but, you know, you were in third going in. I mean, and you're having a nice day, uh, almost 19 pounds on the final day. When does it start coming into your head that, you know what, I may have wrapped this thing up? I mean, you were a little ways down the lake, so you had a little ride back in, but um, just take me through your mindset at that uh, at that point. Yeah, you know, what started out and what really helped me the most is I actually caught four keepers first thing in the morning on a jerk bait and i you know so i had four keepers in like 15 minutes right by the ramp and uh, we launched out of counts tennessee for this one instead of mcfarland park in florence so i had to run up the lake to get up to the grass where i was catching my fish on a chatterbait so i had four keepers in the box and ran up the lake and the chatterbait bite was really slow i didn't get any bites on it so the night before i had actually rigged up a big worm on a shaky head and i decided to start flipping some isolated stumps that were out off the you know not on the main river ledge but just on these river flats and that's when things started happening. I caught a four and then uh, caught another three-pounder and then lost a five-pounder, then caught a three and caught a six. And then I was just super happy. And like I said, the win, it really didn't cross my mind that I had won because I was down, you know, by from John Garrett by two pounds, and I was down four pounds from Lonnie Cochran. So I figured one of those guys was going to catch 20 pounds, and I thought I would need a low 20 bag to have a shot at winning. Um, so I just kept on fishing, and I, I really never thought about the win. And when it set in is when I was idling into the ramp, and I dropped my marshal off at the dock after I checked in and had about a three-minute idle by myself. And I was like, you know what? I just had the best tournament of my life, and I was super grateful and content with wherever I finished, whether it was third, second, or whatever. And I just wasn't thinking I'd won. And then some random bass boat uh, started cheer- like yelling at me and fist bumping and cheering for me, and I'm like, what in the world? And then I get to the ramp, and my wife's already crying. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, as soon as she saw me, she started crying. And I'm like, no way. Wow. Like, there, there's no way I'm in the lead right now. And then Chris Bowes, our tournament director for bass, told me I could check bass track since I'd already checked in. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, oh, forget it. I'm doing it. So I checked bass track and saw that I had the lead. And it just started setting in there. It was like, this is unbelievable. I just, I never expected this to be my win. I mean, I kind of thought Smith Lake, maybe I'd have a shot this year. And that one got canceled because of flooding, but or postponed. But it was just so cool to get it done at Pickwick. And Pickwick's a lake I've had success on in the past, but just in more smaller and statewide tournaments. And I've only spent probably 15 days there in my life. But the coolest thing about Pickwick is every single day I've ever fished there and every day of practice and the tournament this past week, it felt like I was on vacation because that lake's got so many big smallmouth in it, so many big largemouth in it. And you just know you're one stop away from catching a big bag because they can group up really good there. So I just I went into it with a very, very content mindset and a very positive mindset. And to actually win, it was just absolutely the most humbling experience I've ever ever experienced in my life. It was just amazing to get the win. Uh, 
And you're fishing in the 2022 Classic. I mean, you know, you're thinking about the win and the $52,000 and all of this uh, this aspect yeah. of it. Uh, 11 years fishing opens, you know, for this moment. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, wait a minute. I'm in the Classic yeah. at Hartwell in 2022. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool that, to know that. And it's and it, so far off that you get plenty of time to kind of mentally, you know, settle into that. Who knows? By then you may qualify for the elites and, and you know, that'll be a whole other yeah. deal. We'll get to that in a moment. But just you're in the Classic, man. I mean, that's cool. Oh, it's so cool. I've watched probably 14 or 15 different Bassmaster Classic champions get crowned over the years working with my sponsors and going to the weigh-ins at the Classic every year since I was 14 when I won my first junior Bassmaster World Championship. And so, you know, to, I've, I've shed plenty of tears watching guys win the Classic. And anyone that's ever watched that that has a passion for, you know, tournament fishing and wants to do it for a living, you see a guy win that, and it's just such a just such a huge moment in their life. And so, you know, it's an emotional thing. So I've watched it over and over again, and I've dreamt about crossing, the, you know, getting to walk across that stage and getting to talk to all those awesome fans that are there in the arena. And it's just amazing that that gets that, you know, I finally get to do that. It's just going to be going to be an amazing experience. And I'll have my whole family down there. My dad's yeah. going to travel down to my and my family and it's just going to be a huge awesome party for sure and i'm just i want to go into it with the same mindset that i've been going into all my opens with and i know i'm a good fisherman and the key for me if i have a fun day on the water and if i just go out and relax and fish and do what i do best and and just do what i love then good things seem to happen so i I like lake hartwell i've spent some time there in the past and i feel confident that i can you know do good you never know fishing obviously but shameless Shameless plug, they're one of our great sponsors. Uh, Visit Anderson and uh, Neil Paul and those guys are, are one of our great sponsors and have been for three years or so. So, yeah, we like Lake Hartwell, too, and, uh, and yeah. we'll look forward to being there. Joey Nanny with us. Now, look, you're, you're, your TV partner, um, he's had a pretty good run the last couple of years over on the FLW side and, and, and now MLF, and, and he's doing all right. Um, but, did you know, when, when you talked to him, did you say, hey, um, I'll be at the Classic. I can leave you, like, maybe a backstage pass or something if you want to come and see me at the Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. He was so emotional for me to get anything like that. that sure. I mean, he was so happy. And he put in a lot of time in the Opens and then made the switch to uh, FLW, like, you know, like you said, which is now MLF. So he was just – he was so happy for me. He knows how many years I've put into doing it. And, and a lot of people say, like, you know, I made so many sacrifices to get here. And the craziest thing about my life is I really haven't had to make sacrifices to get here. You know, my family, my wife, Jessica, and I travel together, and we travel with my two sons, uh, Zeke and Eli, and they're five and eight. And uh, we just we travel together as a family, and everyone knows that knows me knows that if I'm going, then my family's going too. So, I, I mean, it's like being on vacation when I'm even practicing and fishing in the open. So I, I don't feel a whole lot of pressure anymore. And I just want to go out and have fun. And then I get to come home to a home-cooked meal at the Airbnb or wherever we're staying and get to come home to two happy kids that got their homeschool stuff done and yeah. are ready to play. time. So, I mean, I just, I'm so blessed to get to do what I love for a living. And so to win a tournament like this, you know, I get to make a living fishing already. And then to have this happen is just such a huge bonus and such a huge boost to my career. It's just kind of mind-blowing for sure. There's got to be a certain amount of street cred that comes with it, too, doesn't there? I mean, I know, like, when I talk to Scott Martin, you know, Scott's got a great show, and but he's a great fisherman as well. He's, he's, he's had a tremendous career. and um, But when you're mm-hmm. out there like that and you're a TV personality and people see that you're doing a show, it's got to be... It's got to give you a little bit of credibility as well that, yeah, not only can I do this show and be entertaining, but I can go out there and fish against a great field. I mean, these open fields are, you know, no disrespect to the elites, but, I mean, these open fields are nuts. Yeah, you got the locals. you got 200 guys you're going against. And uh, to win something like that has got to be good, you know, overall, a validation, if you will, of what your career is all about. Yeah, I agree. And I've always known that, you know, God had a plan for what was going to go on in my life. And I just, 
I've been super content with just being consistent in the open. And my goal as an angler has always been to be consistent. And I feel like if you can consistently cash checks and finish in the top quarter of the field, then you can, you know, you can fish for a living. And so there is definitely some credibility and just, you know, it's a confidence boost and uh, something that I'll never forget, but I just want to keep on having fun and keep on catching fish and, you know, someday I'll win another one, I'm sure, but I just, I don't know when that'll be. And I, I'm in no hurry. I'm very content with what I do and I love my, my life and my, what I do for a living. So it's all just bonus. And I'm just along for the ride and just trying to make the right decisions every step of the way and, you know, be with my family and spend good time with them and get to do what we love. So um, this, it's amazing. This story here about you finding the Z-Man Mag Fatty Z worms in the cardboard yeah. at the place you were, I mean, come on. I mean, it's one of your sponsors. I mean, you yeah. had to have some of those. I mean, that's crazy. You really rigged up those and caught that thing. I mean, you, 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 I hope you left a little extra tip, you know, for the folks at the, at the, uh, at the house. Well, they were mine. So I had oh, they were yours. Oh, okay. As long as they were yours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were mine. I had cleaned out the boat at the carport where I was staying, and I didn't have those baits in the boat for practice or for the tournament because I had kind of lightened the load out of the boat a little bit. Yeah. And so I, but I'd seen some lampreys on my fish uh, throughout the tournament and throughout practice, and I was like, you know, what? I told my wife jokingly at like eight o'clock that night because we had to pack our cars so we could drive together that morning, and then they stayed at the park all day where we launched. Yeah. And uh, waited for weigh in. And so I rigged it up. I was like, I'm going to catch them on this thing tomorrow. And she's like, really? You're going to switch it up? And I'm like, yep, I'm going to catch them on this. And and then, I, you know, the chatterbait bite didn't work like it had been. And it was a high-pressure, clear, sunny day. And I said, I already had, you know, a limit in the box I had for like 9 or 10 pounds. I was like, I, I got to try this. And I flipped to the first stump on pan optics in like 8 feet of water and stuck a 4-pounder and caught it. Went a little bit farther and lost a 5 on the next, like, two stumps down. And then Andy Crawford, the photographer for Bass, uh, showed up right then. And I've known him since I was, like, 16, and so he's kind of my good luck charm. And I threw out there, caught a three-pounder, and was pumped up about that one. I was like, oh, man, this is fun. You know, I'm having fun fishing, which is what the goal is every day for me. And then I went to the next dump and caught a dang six-pounder, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I yeah. just had the best tournament of my life. Yeah. You know, I knew that I figured I would be in the top three with 17 pounds or so, and then I called again with another one close to three. And I knew I had a really nice, you know, solid bag. And I was just very happy to have three good days in a row. You know, catching that big fish on day one, that 8-2 on a jackhammer, was a huge boost and got me up over the 20-pound mark. But then to come out and be very consistent the next few days was just, you know, more than I could ever ask for. And I just was, honestly, I was just having fun and not even thinking about winning, just trying to go out and catch fish and just have a good time. And it just happened. So Yeah. Joey caught that fish, by the way, right around the corner from where Dell Hightower and I were fishing, and we saw uh, Joey, and the next thing you know, he's got the A2, yeah. and we're, we're fighting range ops. Uh, by the way, if you want to book a trip with Joey Nania, Nania on the Coosa River, joeyfishing.com. It's very easy, joeyfishing.com, and you can book one with the guy that is now one and open. We'll fish in the Bassmaster Classic, and we'll possibly uh, qualify for the elites as well. He's sitting in fourth place right now in the overall standings, and obviously the winner in the first of the Central Open, so that's all good. Joey, I appreciate you so much, man. Good luck the rest of the season. We'll see you down the road. All right, man. I appreciate it. And if you all want to send me a message or follow me or you got any questions, you can uh, look me up at Joey Fishing, uh, at Joey Fishing on Instagram and Facebook. So I'd love to hear from you guys. I appreciate all the support. Very cool. All right, man. I appreciate you. All right, we'll get a Thanks, break. Everybody. Have a good one. All right, thank you. We'll get a break in here. We'll come back and wrap it up next. This is Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Welcome to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats, the show for fishermen by fishermen. 
Today's show is Final segment of Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio. And as we idle this show back to the dock, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the pond. Due to COVID restrictions that would regulate the size of the crowd, the guaranteed rate Bassmaster Elite at Lake Champlain, originally scheduled to launch out of Burlington, Vermont, will instead move across the lake to Plattsburgh, New York. Bass officials announced that the tournament will still be held on July 8th through the 11th. Jack Dice of Liberty University fished alone in the Carhartt Bassmaster College Series at Lake Cumberland, presented by Bass Pro Shops, and got the win. The 21-year-old digital marketing major from Lynchburg, Virginia, was better than any of the team or solo anglers in the field, catching a pair of five bass limits that totaled 32 pounds and 8 ounces. And after 30 years of fishing the West Virginia BASS Nation, Willie Atkins Jr. will finally get to fish for a national championship. Atkins caught a limit of bass weighing 10 pounds, 8 ounces on Friday of the final day of the TNT Fireworks Bass Nation Southeast Regional at Lake Hartwell to secure the victory with a three-day total of 34 pounds, 13 ounces, earning $5,000 and a spot in the 2021 TNT Fireworks Bass Nation Championship. Now is the time to get your official merchandise at Bassmaster.shop. Hats, shirts, hoodies, and more, all from your favorite outdoor brands in great Bassmaster styles. Plus, Bassmaster.shop has official BASS Nation merchandise. Shop for yourself or get gifts for your friends and family. Look for great deals every week at Bassmaster.shop, the only place to buy official Bassmaster and Bassmaster Classic gear. Sign up for Rapala Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing with prizes for first through 20th place in each elite event and the Bassmaster Classic. Plus, one grand prize winner will receive a $15,000 Bass Pro Shop shopping spree, $5,000 cash, and a variety prize pack from Rapala, a total value of more than $20,000. In fact, a grand total of more than $90,000 in prizes are available this year. So visit BassmasterFantasy.com to register and pick your team for the next event. Now, there's even another way to play fantasy fishing as well. Introducing the Mercury Bassmaster Drain the Lake Challenge. Drain the Lake requires players to use an entirely different strategy. Drain the Lake is considered an elimination pool game. In other words, players can only pick an elite series angler one time during the course of the season. Unlike traditional fantasy fishing, there are no buckets. Tournament players select any eight anglers. After you choose an angler for a specific event, you can no longer select that angler for the remainder of the season. Until next time, keep those lines tight and nets heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.